We are straight-talking Southern girls in our 50s, and that's what you're going to get. Welcome to Ladies Roadmap. We're your hosts, Joe Jamie Tyler and Lana Helda. Come along for the ride and join us as we travel to bring you thought-provoking subjects and women who inspire and strive to make a difference in the world. Lisa Ritchie is the founder of the American Academy of Etiquette, and she's the creator of a licensing program called Manners to Go. Isn't that a cute name? I love that, Manners to Go. Lisa teaches business etiquette in the corporate world, and she also works with children and young adults, starting from preschoolers all the way through college, teaching them good manners and communication skills. Lisa, welcome. You and I go way back. We met many years ago. You were speaking at a woman's uh, networking event, and you stood up there. You had gorgeous fashion sense. You were elegant. You were so confident. I was totally drawn to you, and I'm very lucky to say that we've been strong, fast friends for many, many years. But Lisa, I have something to admit. I had, um, I'd really try to avoid you for many for as long as I could, many months. I never wanted to go to lunch or dinner with you. I was in an absolute panic. Why was that? Was that because of her highly tuned etiquette skills? Yes. I would have been afraid. I would have embarrassed myself too. I don't blame you. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry to hear that because we've had many, many meals together and your manners are in perfect order, I promise you. Oh, good. You're, oh, good. You got okay. her approval. I'm, I'm still working on them. So everybody's going to have to listen here today because we're all going to get some good tips because everybody can learn better etiquette skills, correct? Yes. There's always something to learn, but it's really about being comfortable. Well, there's a quote that I found that you had said, and I, I quote you, I believe etiquette and manners should not be thought of as stuffy and judgmental. Etiquette is about self interest, not rules. I love that. Can you tell us a little more about your philosophy and how you apply it to your students and clients? I encourage all ages to take a step back and not think of this subject as stuffy and judgmental. It can be, and it has been taught that way before, but it's really not our philosophy here or our approach. It's about being comfortable, but really it's also about self-confidence and taking a self, self-interest, self really. It's all about you and whether you choose to use it or not. And I encourage adults and I encourage children to think of it as about, uh, all about how it makes you feel on the inside when you are confident and when you know the right thing to do and you are showing kindness, respect, and empathy toward others. So, Lisa, you were talking, you you um, teach at schools and also at corporations. Do you find that people, that adults are very open-minded to improving their manners? Absolutely, I do. And I, when I'm speaking in the corporate world, I start off with a conversation we just had to not think of it as rules and to think of it as self-interest and personal branding and how you present yourself. That's really what it means to us to use good skills and the word etiquette, the meaning of the word etiquette. So, of course, I am very curious of what are the mistakes you're seeing out there? I know you teach dining. You actually go to a corporation, have you teach them how to have a lunch together Tell us about that. I'd like to be on the fly on the wall for that one. There are 
I encourage the newcomers, either whether it's a new hire or whether it's a seasoned professional, is to get out and ask a coworker or a client to lunch or ask them for coffee or an in-person meeting. Put your fears behind you and get out and make the human connection. That is really what's important. Yeah, everybody's stuck behind their computers these days or their cell phone. And you're right. I mean, I'll go with my business. I'll go days sometimes without actually seeing anyone except the people that work for me. And I really do make, but, and so then when I do get to go meet with my clients, which I, I do, it it really does strengthen the relationship. So it's not just about me doing a job, but we do do get a relationship. I think that's very interesting. So give us a few tip. Give us a few tips on when that. When I give an instruction, whether it's at a school or whether it's in a corporation, I absolutely give you all the details you need to know when entertaining a client. And we start with the place setting. So whenever I'm at a networking event or a luncheon, somebody whispers to their neighbor, "Where's my bread plate?" And I'm going to give you a formula that you'll never forget. And if you visualize right now a place setting in front of you, you have the bread plate on the upper left, your plate in the center, your drinks are on the right. And I, whenever you sit down to a formal occasion, a formal meal, or a networking event, I want you to think of a red, beautiful BMW. And now look at your place setting that you're visualizing. The bread plate's on the left, so it's B for bread, M for meal, and W for water, which represents the drinks on the right-hand side. So let's say it together, B-M-W. Yep, B-M-W. That's a good visual. And then think of it as bread, meal, water. You will never forget where your bread plate or your cup of tea or your glass of lemonade is located. I, another question I have is, I get mixed up a little bit where do we use the American style of eating or the European style of eating? Is it okay to mix it up? Great, great question. And I teach both. I think it's important to know both. And let me tell you, even if you're dining in middle America and you want to eat European style, I encourage you to use European style. It is acceptable here in the U.S. Would you like me to give you a few details about European-style dining versus American? Well, yes, absolutely. American-style dining is when you switch. You put your knife to cut in your power hand. I am right-handed, so I'm going to speak from, from that. You put the knife in your right hand, the fork in your left, and you make your cut. The knife goes at the top of the plate with the blade facing you. You switch hands. And you hold your fork like a pencil, not a shovel. (laughs) This is the most common etiquette mistake that I see. The European style, you do not make the switch. So again, the knife is in your right hand or your power hand. You make the cut, and that's the difference. You do not put your knife at the top of the plate. You keep it in your, your hand. And the fork, the tines of the fork, are turned upside down, and the bite of food goes into your mouth. 
However, let's do say, and I think you would agree with me, that does not mean that you put your arms on the table while you're eating European style. <laughs> no, you do not. You do not hug your meal uh, for either <laughs> style. That's another common etiquette mistake. And another difference between American and European style dining. In American style, again, I'm right-handed. So as I hold my fork with my right hand, my left hand is in my lap. It's the opposite in European. In European-style dining, your hands stay above the table. It's considered rude in the European style to have your hands underneath the table, That, of course, unless you're reaching for your napkin. But other than that, wrist above the table for European style. Okay. While we're talking about these things, I have one more question about your bread. Let's talk about how to butter and eat your roll. Even though none of us are eating bread anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, now we're all trying to stay away from that. But if you choose to eat bread, the bread plate is on the upper left-hand side. Remember BMW. And you leave it on the upper left-hand side. And you break one bite-sized piece at a time. You do not crack it open, butter the whole slice, and eat it like a sandwich. It's a bite-sized piece at a time. There is just so much for us to learn. But now I'd like to switch over, Lisa. You do a fabulous job teaching manners to everyone. However, I really am interested in what you're doing with your new licensing program and and, uh, business opportunity for, for people out there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, it's the love of my life. Uh, It's called Manners to Go, and this gives opportunity to men and women to teach manners to children. It's a curriculum, and every marketing guide and everything you absolutely need to start your business teaching manners to children, and it gives women and men across the world the opportunity to start their business. It's actually very easy. Well, this sounds like a fun, you could be a side hustle or a full-time job. Yeah, you don't have to go get a new degree or spend a lot of time and money trying to get up to speed in something that's a highly technical field. I think that's amazing. Well, I want to go back to manners for one thing because I just realized I forgot. I did want to ask you, selfishly, um, my daughter is getting married next year. And of course, because our lives are always parallel, so is Joe Jamie's. Um, and now I'm getting into the, you know, invitations and what to expect with RSVPs and how much time to give them to RSVP and what is uh, acceptable. Can you tell me a little bit about about the whole invitation RSVP thing? Yes, whether it's a wedding or a party, a dinner party, two weeks from now, whether it's an email invite or whether it's an invite that you receive in the mail, pick up the phone or send an email and tell them if you're coming or not. People ask me all the time, what has happened to the RSVP? Show your manners, be kind, let people know if you're going to have dinner at their home. Let people know if if you're going to attend their daughter's wedding. And speaking of that, on on guests, for example, you mentioned to me the other day when we were chatting, doing our pre-interview, a little bit about uh, who is on the invitation and, and who can come. Again, look at your invitation. 
And if it says Mr. John Smith and guest, that means John can invite a guest of his choice. That does not mean to bring his three children. It means John Smith and his wife or significant other. I think that's great because, you know, a lot of people, especially weddings, not everybody um, are having child-friendly weddings. And I think some people just feel like that's, of course, my children are invited. Well, and it's such an expensive event. You have to cut it off. You have to cut people off somewhere. I mean, you just can't invite the world. And that's probably the most difficult thing about having a wedding. That is absolutely correct. You have to consider, again, you have to walk in someone else's shoes. Weddings are expensive nowadays. And some of the receptions can be upwards of 225 to 250 on up per person. You have to consider that when responding to an invite. Also, the day that you're getting ready, honor the name or names that are on the invitation. One more thing, Lisa, let's just go back to uh, where people can find you and uh, more about your course. Yes, you can find me at manners to go M-A-N-N-E-R-S-T-O-G-O.com if you are interested in learning more about how you can start your business teaching manners to children. If you are interested in corporate etiquette, you can go to AmericanEtiquette.com. I also have a YouTube channel. I'll send you the link if you're interested in more how-to videos. That's awesome, Lisa. One quick thing we, we like to ask our guests before we leave. Is there anything that you have read in the past six months or purchase that you would just be dying to share with your friends or your sister or your mother? Ooh, let me think on that one. I am so curious lately, and I have been uh, for about a year, about non-toxic and clean beauty. I think it's important that what we put on our skin and uh, how we wash our hair, I think it's important. And one of Thing, two things that I absolutely love to have in my handbag. There's a luminizer by RMS. Again, I'll be happy to send you the link. And it's a highlighter that you put um, on the upper parts of your cheekbones. And it just makes you look fresh and alive. And I also love red lipstick. I think it can change your world. If you're down one day, put some red lipstick on and it can change your life. I wish we had a camera on Lana right now. She has... Some gorgeous red lips. She's rocking them. I put some red lips on this morning so I would feel good and ready for the week. This is a high note to end on. I'm loving all this. Lisa, thank you so much for sharing all of your tips. And for any ladies out there, you can look at our show notes at ladiesroadmap.com on our website and get any of the information we talked about today. And we'll link you to Lisa's website, Manners to Go. Thank you, Lisa. It's been a pleasure. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much for the opportunity. One more thing before we go. Ladies, do you have friends or family that have never listened to a podcast, don't know what one is, and certainly need help downloading? So Jamie's put together a fabulous quick tutorial on our website explaining what a podcast is and how to download. Just go to our website, ladiesroadmap.com, and go to the podcast page, and it's right at the top. Thank you for spreading the word about Ladies Roadmap. 
Thank you for listening to Ladies Roadmap. We'd like to give a shout out to our amazing music producer, Cam Tyler at litloops.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Just go to www.ladiesroadmap.com and click on podcast. It's as easy as that. Or you can subscribe on iTunes. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Ladies Roadmap. And you know what else? We would love to hear from you. Feel free to email us at info at ladiesroadmap.com. And until next week, remember, the greatest part of a road trip isn't arriving at your destination. It's all the wild stuff that happens in between.